The real legacy of life is not really in what we've achieved. I mean, those things are important, but the real legacy that lives on beyond who we are is our inner character is in mm. our fruitfulness, is in our, how much are we like Jesus? You know, how much have we depended on him in an intimate relationship in such a way that he's grown his qualities, which are eternal, in us? Will my grandkids remember me for being the president of a nonprofit or mm. for always saying yes yeah. to an idea they had? You know, will, will my husband remember me for making a great meal, (laughs) celebrating his birthday, or for helping him when he was sick. You know, it's, Mm. there's this shift that happens because yeah, our bodies are going to betray us and change. And if we only focus on them for our entire existence, we're gonna be super disappointed until we Mm. recognize that they are the container. They're the container for the real essence of who we are. You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy. And I'm Elisa Morgan. How do you feel about your age? Are you excited to get older? Or do you wish you were younger? What if we told you God is working through you just as you are? Today, Elisa and I want to share what we've learned about aging and how God has a plan for us as we get older. Join us on this episode of God Hears Her to learn how aging is actually a blessing. So this past weekend, Elisa, I was with six little girls, ages 10 to 15. Whoa. It was a slumber party. Fun. And I was one of the chaperones, kind of just helping the mom out with yeah. brownies and pizza and all of those things. And and these little – I mean, they're just so sweet. And I don't know if they'd want you calling them little girls. I know. I know. <laughs> little young women. Young okay, women. These go. young, young women. Okay, okay. 10 to 15. Yep. And I am just looking at how sweet – I know I keep saying little girls. It sounds condescending. But I think – I'm 34, so I'm young. Yeah. But then I'm around, you know, 10, 15-year-old girls, and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, they have no idea the life that is ahead of them. There's so many influences in their life, and I'm just seeing it and what they're talking about and what they're interested in, and they're talking about social media to boys to, you know, boys not growing, and they're tall, and the boys are short in their class, and, you know, we're just (laughs) – (laughs) they're talking about that. We're talking about the boys that they're like, oh, yeah, no, we don't talk to him. He's trouble, you know, and and they're just – they're just sharing all of what they're seeing Mm -hmm. in in what they're learning and growing from, and one of the girls – loves uh this game called roblox and it's like a little video game on your phone that you do and and they do dances so she knows these dance moves to songs so she's teaching us dance moves to songs and i realized when i was there and i was doing these dances i felt (laughs) i felt so old (laughs) yep (laughs) i was like 
Mm. Okay, wait. I know I have dance moves in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. I'm 34. Yeah, sure you do. Totally do. Yeah, but... But when I'm doing mm-hmm. them with an 11-year-old, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I feel so old. I shouldn't even be... <laughs> It's like me at every wedding I go to. You know, I think that I'm looking pretty good, and then I realize I, no. (laughs) I'm really out of it. Yeah. I just don't fit. Yeah. (laughs) I just all of a sudden was like, I felt levels of irrelevance. Mm. Like, I felt irrelevant. Oh, wow. That's a big word. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I don't know some of these things that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm like, have I been living under a rock? Like, <laughs> It's really scary, Erin, because you're the one I go to for relevance. <laughs> and you're feeling irrelevant. Uh-oh. <laughs> you go, uh-oh. <laughs> but, but I know what you mean. I do go to my grandson, who's 17, almost 18, and uh, he helps me with relevance quite a bit. You know, when I don't understand anything <laughs> about the next <laughs> couple of generations I, I go young 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 and then you think about life has gone by so fast and now I'm hearing these statements and these are statements maybe I once yeah. made or thought sure and so I want to talk on this episode about aging okay and how you receive it and hold it and just accept it when we hear aging I I naturally am like oh 50 60 70. But then there's also aging of 20, 30, 40. Right. Because we just, we are always aging. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've shared some some words and even in some of your experience in like the class that you took. And I just want to dive into it. When did you start recognizing that you were aging? Mm. Oh, well, you know, puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, your body starts doing these things. You're like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And even if your mom has had the talk with you, and in back in my day, you watched the movie in science class or health class or whatever, you're still like, "What is this?" Yes. <laughs> and I think um, aging is so tied to our bodies. Like you were talking about, you're in fifth grade and you're taller than all the boys. I mean, I was five foot two in fifth grade. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm five foot three now. So I mean, I was like a <laughs> giant, you know. It's so tied to our bodies. And and so then puberty, we start into that journey. But then maybe we, we hit, I don't know, womanhood of becoming pregnant or not in that journey. And then we start seeing the wrinkles or the saggy baggies or the lumpy bumpies, or you can call them all kinds of things. Acne, you know, back in that day, our bodies are constantly cueing us because they're constantly changing. And then, you know, at some point for some, tragically, it's very early for others, it's midlife. For others, it's old age. But they begin to betray us. They begin to diminish. They begin to turn against us. And whether it's with disease or dementia or weakness, we're just floored by the reality that we're not invincible. <laughs> we're not yeah as eternal in our physical being as we always thought we would be. When did I first notice it? That's a big, long answer to your question. But, and I notice it every day. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll go and think and look at my mirror and I think, well, that looks okay. And then I'll put on my glasses. And I'm like, oh, geez, I got a few hairs that need to be plucked here, you know, or, or I, you know, I really didn't wash that part of my face. Oops. Or my eyebrows. There is a pencil line where there shouldn't be, (laughs) you know, it's just like, whoa, you know, so I'm constantly having to face it. So you hit on something when you are younger, like in your, you know, puberty state, 
it feels like you're progressing, right, yes, to a goal. Yes, that's good, Erin. Yeah. Right, it's like you're progressing to this goal, and then it's like you hit the goal, uh-huh. and then the goal feels like it's deteriorating. Uh-huh. It takes a turn. Like what once would be celebrated mm-hmm. in our bodies mm-hmm. now is not celebrated, exactly. and we should feel ashamed of or if we have a, a negative view of it because it's not at its peak. Mm-hmm. It's not as mm-hmm. at its prime. And I mean, that's true. And, and you can look at your arms and the way the skin starts shaping and you can look at, you know, underneath your eyes. I'm at an age right now where a lot of my friends are doing Botox and they're doing injections in their face to appear younger. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have no judgment towards that. Right. It's not a route that I will choose, but it's, I have no judgment towards somebody doing that. But it is, we start to recognize, oh, we are now digressing. Mm-hmm. We think we are digressing yeah. and maybe physically it, are we? I mean, I guess it's how you look at it and how you accept it. Yeah. I think it's really helpful to reimagine or reimage how we view aging as so connected to the physical. Yeah. So you're right. It's like a goal setting. It's an achievement. It's an excitement that we are old enough to look a certain way. And then we hit this kind of a turn and it's a downhill slide. But the reality is there is a lot to celebrate in it. And the reality is aging is probably as much, if not more, about our internal being as our external being. Okay, I'm 60... I can never remember. I think I'm 66. (laughs) So (laughs) I've been thinking about this a whole ton. And as we've talked many times, you know, I, I, my personality, I like to achieve things. That's, that's my whole thrust of who I am, my personality. Mm -hmm. And so as I have looked at getting older, I've been going, what am I going to do when I can't achieve things? You know, people talk about retirement and I'm like, that sounds like death to me. You know, I can't retire you know, stop because it's like yeah. if I stop achieving I'll stop being is how yeah. I've looked at it hmm. in reading I've been doing and in talking with others and lots of therapy as we always talk about you know and lots of therapy <laughs> I'm coming to understand that the real legacy of life is mm-hmm. not really in what we've achieved I mean those things are, are important but the real yeah. legacy that lives on beyond who we are is our inner character is in Mm. our fruitfulness is in our how much are we like jesus you know how much have we depended on him in an intimate relationship in such a way that he's grown his qualities which are eternal in us will my grandkids remember me for being the president of a nonprofit or Mm. for always Mm. saying yes to an idea they had you know will will my husband remember me for making a great meal (laughs) celebrating his birthday or for helping him when he was sick you know it's Mm. there's this shift that happens because yeah our bodies are going to betray us and change and if we only focus on them for our entire existence we're going to be super disappointed until we Mm. recognize that they are the container they're the container for the real essence of who we are oh i love that they are the container i love that too erin if you look about Mm. you know when paul writes about you're the temple of the holy spirit in uh, first corinthians you know he uses the word vessel and a vessel is a container 
It's, yeah, you know, if you right. think about going to your bathroom and you're going to see a toothpaste tube, you're going to see a cup for taking your meds, you're going to see a, a Kleenex box holder, you're going to see a perfume dispenser, you know, each one of those containers is unique and it's designed, think about this, to give us access to whatever that thing is that it's holding. You know, yeah. the cotton ball holder, you lift the lid off, you take one out easily. You know, the Kleenex thing, it pops right up so you don't have to dig around in it. You know, the toothpaste, yeah. you squeeze it. So it, each container gives us access to what's inside us. Mm. Well, what about our physical bodies? Right. What does it contain? Our physical body contains the spirit of our living and loving God. You know, and how do I give other people access to God. My, my body's super important. Yeah. Wow. But it's not just a body. It's a container for God hmm. on this planet for now and for later. And and you brought this up, you know, how do we celebrate aging, if you will, when we understand what our body's purpose is? You know, when we understand, I mean, I'm sorry, but an, a wrinkle can offer an amazing visual of our God's faithfulness. My seven-year-old grandson calls my hands, which are very veiny. You know, some people have veiny hands. I do. And I have a lot of loose skin on my hands. But when my hands are down, you know, all the blood will rush down there. And he'll grab my hand and he'll push on the veins. And he'll call them, Yaya, why do you have all those wobblies? (laughs) And I just look at my wobblies and I think... Yeah, I remember looking at my mom's wobblies and thinking they were weird. And now I look at my wobblies and I think, they're okay. You know, <laughs> there's blood in there. That, that's a good thing. <laughs> I love that. I love that he calls them all. Because they wiggle a little bit. They do. Like, I mean, I have them on my hands. When <laughs> when I get hot, like they, they pop up, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, the wobblies. I love that he calls them wobblies. <laughs> so it sounds to me that aging is also perspective in the way that you in how you accept it. Yeah. You can accept it and be negative towards it and have negative self-talk towards it, almost become obsessive mm-hmm. over it, mm-hmm. or you can accept it and still be a good steward mm-hmm. to your body, but knowing that it's a container for mm-hmm. all of the things that you've learned, the wisdom that you have, the Holy Spirit residing in you. That's so hard to accept. My grandma, she's 92. Yeah. She's a go-getter. Yeah. She's and awesome. she's just, her accomplishments are so inspiring to me as a young go-getter. And I still, to this day, can have conversations with her about, she's sharp as a knife. She can talk about, you know, when she first met Ronald Reagan. Huh. And, and she can talk about, you know, policy and businesses and all these, like, fancy things. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I was, I've been caretaking for her. Mm. And because she had a fall, she broke her shoulder and she broke her arm. And I've been helping her just walk to the bathroom, make sure she doesn't fall. Uh, She can't use her arm. So Mm. she can't grab anything. And she needs you. She will say things about her. Mm. When she looks down at her hand, she's like, oh, these are terrible. (laughs) You know, she'll say (laughs) things like, like I had to help her with a bath and, She's like, ugh, this is what you have to look forward to. Like, you know, and she like says these like things Mm -hmm. that she's just like, oh, look at my body. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, grandma, you're still beautiful. Cause it's to me, it is that she, I mean, I know for her it's different. Cause she's like, I live in this. 
And she's like, she knows what it used to be. And for me, it's beautiful because it is the container of all of the wisdom that she continues to pour out and to share with me. But it's hard, Erin. And and you're right. And here's one thing that that I'm learning, and I've learned it from other people, is when we, we look at our diminishments, which I think is a gracious way to talk about the stuff that we don't like yeah. <laughs> in our aging bodies, to actually thank them, thank these parts. Mm. You know, I've never been pregnant. You've never been pregnant. We've talked about this. But, you know, as, as you look at, at a woman's body, we often look down at our abdomen and think, Ugh, you know, what? Ha- where are these stretch marks? And, and mm. instead of Ugh, it, thanking them mm. for being a place that brought forth life. Mm. As you look at the age spots on your hands, thanking those hands for all the things they've carried. As we look for the the wrinkles around our mouth, thanking them for the smiles, you know, and and for the the warmth that we've been able to give out to others. I read a, a book, I think it was Anne Lamott, talked about how much she disliked her thighs, her jiggly wiggly ugly thighs, she called them. And she was in her 50s, I think, during the season, she wrote this essay, and she called, she started calling them the aunties, or probably she called them the aunties. (laughs) (laughs) And she talked about one time, she took the shuttle bus from the hotel where she was staying to the beach, and she just wore her one piece swimsuit and some tennis Mm -hmm. shoes. And she didn't cover up her aunties. And she decided to look at them as this beloved set of old aunties who'd been in her life always and had always been there for her and loved her. And she just walked proudly with her aunties onto the beach and then got back on the bus and went back home unapologetic for their lumpy bumpiness and their wiggliness. And I just giggled thinking about what if we look at our aging bodies, whatever age you're at, whether you're at the pubescent, what is this stage, or you're mm-hmm. at the elderly stage of, you know, what is this stage, you know, <laughs> you know, just going, okay, but this is my body. And I thank you for being my life, being with me 100% of my life, 100%. You've been there for me. <laughs> I love what you're saying, Elisa. It's honoring. It's It's just showing honor to your body by accepting and celebrating instead of meeting your body with negative self-talk. I think that's so empowering what she did. And I think by her example, it empowers other women to want to do that too. Instead of feeling ashamed for how our bodies are aging, it's to feel empowered that this thing holds a lot of information and wisdom and experience and somebody told I would talk about my smile lines I was like by the time I'm 40 my eyeballs are going to be drowning in my eyes because I have so many smile lines around my eyes it's awesome and drowning be, I love it they'll be drowning and I'm like can we see Aaron's eyes no I have smile lines somebody told me they said it's just an example of how hard you pray oh that's so sweet I love that and, I started to just accept and receive it instead mm-hmm. of be like, I need to, and I know some women do preventative care and, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not at all judging that, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to accept these little eyes and these little lines. And, and I love the, what somebody said, it look, it's that you've just, you've been in a season where you've prayed really hard and like, precious. well, I actually have, <laughs> and I'm so glad these are a reflection of that. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's but beautiful. is there somebody, cause I, I am so grateful 
to have you in my life and to have a few other women that are just mentors and thought leaders and just women that have poured into me that are years ahead of me and taught me how to respond and Mm. how I've met Mm -hmm. this crossroads and this life experience. And I wouldn't have been in this crossroads until I'm at this age. And, And so women have taught me things. Is there somebody in your life that you have had that modeled that for you mm-hmm. or was it an absence of that mm-hmm. that made you passionate to speak into women and open doors for them which I'd love to go into that because your humility with what you've experienced in life and how you pour into me and how you also create opportunities for other women you're so open-handed with that I'd love to kind of go in to that has there been somebody or has it been an absence of somebody for you yes <laughs> both yes yes and both. <laughs> yes yes and both yeah that's such a great question Erin my best friend is 10 years older than me and you'd never know it but she has modeled really well like I would be dismissive and a little degrading talking about being old when I was younger yeah. and she would just go hey you know you're gonna be here don't go too hard on that. And, you know, she, she was gentle with me and she also was a little ribby to me, which I loved as well. <laughs> but she has helped me and she's actually a survivor of cancer for like 15 years. So I've watched her really grapple with struggling with various physical challenges and, you know, and how heroic and brave she has been. And then I have another friend who's about 15, 20 years older than me. And and, and she's been so gracious uh, in her own right. She's a business owner and entrepreneur. And um, I didn't know her as much in that season of her life, but she just turns around and encourages me as if whatever. So, yeah. so here's what I think I want to say. There are stages of human development. Mm-hmm. Eric, Erickson talks about these. He was a developmental psychologist. And to understand what challenges we're facing in a given season are really helpful. I mean, like, maybe you're looking way back in infancy, it's like the challenge of trust versus mistrust, or Mm -hmm. then you get going into preschool and initiative versus this hesitancy. And you keep going. Adolescence identity is what you're trying to work on. And then young adulthood, intimacy, how to form relationships. Okay, Mm -hmm. then middle adulthood is this growth and contribution to our world versus sitting on the back burner all the time and then maturity or becoming an elder i've started calling it is really an integrity of character or depression and despair like my Mm. life matters or it didn't so you can look those up wow. later, but but we are naturally progressing through these psychosocial, if you will, stages. And so when I'm your this age, so I need to be working on intimate relationships. I need to be building. I need to be achieving. I need to be establishing. I need to be investing, you know, all of that. Then when you, you get a little bit older, I need to figure out how to give back. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, in mm. early later life, we'll call it that. My goal is really to to invest in everybody around me. And then as I get just a little bit older even than that, I need to divest of myself, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and give it back to other people. So I think kind of legitimizing yeah. the aging transitions really helps us embrace them. To give an example, I, I, I used to be like, oh, I want to be the star. 
I want to be the star. I am built to be a star. God made me to be the star. And I was the star. And this is what I've done with my life, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) Right. But then as I've gotten older, I really realize, no, I'm not here to be the star. I'm here to help you be the star. I'm here to help the next person in line. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to put my foot in it. And I'm going to keep my foot in it so the next woman coming after me has a leg up, a way to get in. And and that's my gifting now. And it's not a depletion and a diminishment. It's a gift. It's an investment I get to make in the future. That's it. It's it's seeing it as it's not a dim- diminishment to what you have accomplished in the past, what you've achieved, but it's a gift. I think that's where we can get hung up. Because I even notice myself with like, you know, I have 22-year-olds that will talk to me about, they're just starting to dream about small businesses and I have had to have a conversation with myself. Yeah. My ego yes. starts to get in the way of yeah. me connecting and gifting to open up doors and to do introduce introductions to emails or whatever it may be yeah. because because I'm like, well, who are you? I, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I start getting like this like weird jealous like, mm-hmm. is that what it is? Is it ego? Is it jealous? Like when we're met with that, because it's hard sometimes to recognize our offerings are actually gifts and maybe it's not our turn, you yeah. know, is what we kind of see it as. We need to have a whole nother conversation about this because it, it really is our understanding of power. You know, it's our understanding of, yeah. it's kind of like we think that there is a limited amount of power. And if we yeah. share our power with somebody else, we're going to lose power. When in reality, power is what you call a zero sum game. There's all of it, all the time for everybody. Yeah. And that's that's something you only grow to really understand with aging, you know, to understand that if I help you, it's not going to deplete me. It, but it takes a long time to grasp that. When we're younger, you know, only four people can be the cheerleader or <laughs> only one person can be the prom queen or only mm-hmm. one person can be the favorite daughter or whatever it is we've been enmeshed and brainwashed into every single one of us is the apple of god's eye every single human being he's ever imagined into being is his favorite adored he would have died on the cross for person and it it takes growth to come into that realization so my helping you experience just put it this way god's love is not going to diminish his love for me. You know, that's, oh, well, I get that. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, then my helping you experience your bestness is not going to diminish my bestness, is it? Mm -mm. I love that. And so the few things we've talked about is, you know, seeing your body as a vessel and seeing it as the container for what you've experienced. And then being able to share your learnings and to pour in is also not a diminishment to ourselves, but accepting that we can give gifts to each other as we age. Exactly. And maybe be all about that. One of the things I've come to understand, and I've used this term, is we become an elder in our truly our older age, you know, so... 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, you become an elder. That's a lot of decades to invest. And, you know, I 
in my first 65 years of life, I was all about achieving things, succeeding, you know, performing. And I don't mean that in a tacky way. I mean it and let's get things done. How many books can I get written? How many talks can I give? Not just so I'm cool, but that's where I wanted to invest myself. That's where my giftings are, okay? But my job now as an elder is to bless. It is to bless others. It is to call out God's goodness in this world. It is to speak hope over the next generation and the next generation. It is to believe their best. It is to hold a mirror of hope up to them that they can look into it and gather strength for their own journey. How can I be a blessing? Not a be a blessing. No, truly bless the next generation. Thank you, Elisa, for sharing that wonderful wisdom with us. Aging doesn't have to be something we look at with fear or disappointment. We can embrace God's plans for us through every age. Exactly. Well, before we go, we want to remind you that the show notes are available in the podcast description. You can find that and more when you visit our website at GodHearsHer.org. That's GodHearsHer.org. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget, God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Today's episode was engineered by Ann Stevens and produced by Jade Gustman and Mary Jo Clark. We also want to thank Diana and Mary for all of their help and support. Thanks, everyone. God Hears Her is a production of our Daily Bread Ministries.